Welcome to episode number 61 of Take Him With You for March 28, 2010. I'll talk this week a little bit about some video stuff I've been working on and how I accidentally erased a month's worth of email. That'll be fun. a little dialogue on uh, the show 24, what you think about it. And of course, um, I got to celebrate my daughter-in-law's 21st birthday and uh, we got her a GPS, which I'll be talking about. I have actually one of them here in the studio to show you or to talk about. Today's topic is continuation of last week, talking to God. We're going to talk about the Lord's Prayer and how Jesus said to pray. If you like a good science fiction story, then you'll like The Martians Are Here podcast by Australian author Stefan Sonnen. The Martians Are Here podcast is a science fiction serial around 15 minutes per podcast episode set in the not-too-distant future. It's a story about two alien species from very different origins who bring their ongoing war to Earth with disastrous consequences for humanity. told through the eyes of five people who must piece together what's going on in order to survive. This is what happens when biology, technology, and adaptability collide. The Martians Are Here podcast on iTunes and on themartiansarehere.com. By the time you hear this podcast, episode three should be uh, coming out, and you should enjoy that because it's really fun. I'm having a great time. Uh, Stefan is just such a brilliant author, and I'm having a great time interpreting his work and putting music behind it and uh, making the story come alive as he sees it. So it's a very, very fun and fulfilling project. I hope you um, take a listen to that. Plus, he's got some really cool ideas coming up. He's going to have some guest authors, and you know some of them. So you're going to want to uh, check out that podcast, themartiansarehere.com. Very fun. Okay, let's see. All sorts of different things happening. Uh, let's talk about what's going on at Rick's house. So this has been quite an interesting week for me. I've, I've been very frustrated with... Uh, a project that I've been working on. I, I recently got some new software. And as many of you know, when you get new software, there's a little learning curve. Most of the time, I'm pretty savvy with computer stuff, you know, and I can uh, goof around on it and kind of figure it out as I go. But uh, in this case, there's so much in it. I, I got the Adobe... Um, oh, I know what I'm going to say here. Adobe Creative uh, Suite whatever cs4 or whatever anyway it's the latest adobe software that has a bunch of different things like photoshop and premiere pro and and flash and all this different stuff that you can do with it uh, after effects and all this jazz well anyway 
Uh, long story short, I'm doing a training video for my wife's work. And uh, she stars in it, and then I have to do the screen capturing with a software called Camtasia. And uh, anyway, so I do all the work. We get the thing scripted. We get the thing shot. We get the the uh, screenshots, and I go to put it into Premiere Pro and edit it, and it just looks awesome. I output it to a DVD, and all the footage from the screen capture stuff is is just pixelated and fuzzy. Well, this software is pretty expensive, and it shouldn't be that way. So I do some research, but what I find, and I don't know if you've ever found this with software that you work with, uh, but what I find is the learning curve on it, sometimes when they tell you how to fix it, I don't know what they're talking about yet because I haven't used it as much as I, I could have or should have. So now I've got to go back and reread and, and watch the tutorial videos just to figure out the fix to it. <laughs> so here I did all this big project I thought was going to be done last week, and of course it's not done, and so therefore here we go. Uh, yeah, so anyway, a little bit frustrating trying to figure that out. But there is a fix out there. And then to top it all off, um, I I got emailed by support, you know, and I, I get it all ready to go. And then I, lo- I was goofing around this morning right before I started doing the podcast, and I accidentally erased my inbox for the last 30 days. Couldn't find it, couldn't get it back. I'm just uh, so frustrating. So, you know, you know how you have some of those days when you just can't seem to get it right? Well, that's what today was like, or at least this last week was kind of frustrating. So anyway, yeah, I, I guess we all have those kind of days <laughs> where it's not very fun. But uh, anyway, I'm still alive, and I guess that's what's good. Um, oh, I also had a chance to um, enjoy some family time. We went over to um, my uh, daughter-in-law's uh, parents' house uh, for her 21st birthday. Nathan, you know, got married here a few months back, and uh, they celebrated her 21st birthday on Sunday, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, we got, uh, I've been wanting to get something really cool for her because she said a long time ago that, that she really wanted one of those GPS units, you know, so she wouldn't get lost in her car. So what I did is we have one, uh, a Magellan. I know some people don't like the Magellans, but quite honestly, I didn't want to spend a huge amount of money on ours. And when we finally got ours, uh, I really liked it so much so that I got one for her as well. And so uh, we we uh, put our money together and bought her one. And it's a really cool little unit. It's just called the Magellan Ma- Maestro. And uh, you can do... It's just so cool. It talks to you. And, and uh, you know, you can enter your address. Enter address. <laughs> That's pretty cool. See, like I can enter... enter I'll enter Aberdeen. B. Okay. And it wants to know what I'm looking for. And I say Aberdeen, Washington. And then it wants to know the street selection. So I'm going to say Chico because that's where I live on. Chico Lane it comes up. And then I put in my address, 911. And I'm going to go the... Uh, uh, least or fastest time or whatever, and we'll we'll have it calculated. There it goes. Oh gosh, it's going to be hard to get there because I'm already there. <laughs> That's pretty funny. So anyway, it, it it really has a really cool little thing on here. You you can uh, show the map. You can uh, the the cool features is that it talks to you, tells you when to turn, uh, triangulates everything as far as satellite is concerned, and gives you directions. And then the really cool part about it is that uh, I love it when it turns. 
starts to turn nighttime, the screen changes and turns black with white writing and well color writing instead of daytime. So it knows when it gets dark out. Kind of cool. And so far, it hasn't steered us too wrong. Every once in a while, it, it gets a little goofy and puts us, points us in the wrong direction. But most of the time, it's pretty accurate. And I love I love it. So I'm hoping that Ivy really enjoys her new uh, Magellan Maestro. And uh, I, I have a feeling Nathan will borrow it from her once in a while. I just have that feeling because he's a gadget guy. But I think she'll really enjoy it. Now she can find all the places she needs to get while she's at school looking around for different things. She'll be able to plug it into her... Her Magellan. Yeah. That's just cool. <laughs> I like it when it talks. It's pretty funny. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, lastly, during our, our what's happening at Rick's house, I've been watching uh, Jack on the, the latest season, or I guess the last season of 24. I found out, uh, I was reading some stuff, found out that they have actually canceled 24. Or I guess it's just coming to an end. I don't know if that's, I guess it's a rumor. I don't know if it's actually confirmed or not. But uh, I was I was just kind of watching it and chuckling because it's starting to get to the point where you start to suspend belief. I don't know if you've been following the show at all, but it just kind of it's interesting because something the concept of real time is really kind of cool. But to actually have something happen every hour that's so monumental that it's crazy is stretching it a bit, I think. But that, of course, was the, the premise of all the 24s, you know. But anyway, this one's been kind of interesting this whole season. If you've been watching, then you understand what I mean. Um, a lot of questions in my mind about how this is all working out. Of course, I don't have time. I don't want to spoil it for everybody. But suffice it to say, I can understand why this might be the last season. There's only so far you can make it. Now, from what I understand, they're thinking about doing a 24 movie. So my question is, would they do a 24-hour movie? <laughs> no, they wouldn't, of course. But that would be interesting to see a movie called 24. I wonder how they do that. Hmm, a real-time hour and a half? I don't know. I don't know. It'd be interesting to find out. Well, anyway, uh, my week's been kind of crazy. Uh, hopefully uh, uh, it gets better, and uh, I'm sure it will. But uh, anyway, that's what's going on around Rick's house. Hi, this is Kenny. And this is Jenny. We're the host of Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. We're not like your typical fan podcasts. Both Jenny and I have worked on several seasons of The Guild and take our listeners behind the scenes to share our fun and crazy times on set. We also have exclusive interviews with cast, crew, and fans of The Guild. We keep you up to date on General Guild news and the latest happenings of our cast and crew. So please give us a listen on iTunes or at knightsoftheguild.com. Sure appreciate Kenny and Jenny. They are such great friends. Kenny especially is uh, just a great guy. I really enjoy uh, our friendship, and uh, he's so creative and so fun to talk with all the time. He's a good guy. So uh, take a listen to their podcast. Very fun. All right, I got some great comments from a friend of mine up in Canada named Joe, and I'd like to play those for you right now. Hey, Rick and Amy, it's uh, your friend Joe from Canada, uh, and I just wanted to, uh, I guess, tell you guys a little story about your last two episodes being uh, The Cheating Chat and Money Matters. Um, obviously, I listen to your podcast every week, but uh, my wife, Fran, you know, I talk to her about your show and things that you guys say, but she never actually sits down and, and listens to them with me. But last weekend, we decided that we would uh, take a long weekend and get in one last ski trip before all the snow melts. So we drove to uh, Mont Tremblant in Quebec, which is a good six and a half hour drive away from where we live in Toronto. 
And so on the drive, I kind of said, hey, Fran, you know, uh, Rick and Amy are going to be talking about cheating. And she went, ooh, that sounds scandalous. And so uh, we listened to the show, and, and she loved it. You know, she was very engaged, and, and uh, you know, it got us to talking about our relationship. And, uh, you know, obviously not, you know, we don't cheat on each other or anything like that. But, you know, just uh, it engendered communication of, you know, what did we think about people cheating on other people and you know so uh i appreciate that very much because i feel that communication in a relationship is is kind of the most important thing you know aside from loving each other and all of that i feel everything else you know understanding and and cooperation all that comes through communication so anything that will help us to communicate better be it uh, you know the podcast or a book or a TV show or, you know, talking to other people is, is greatly appreciated. And, you know, Fran enjoyed the cheating chat so much that while we were out in Tromblant, uh, we had internet in the room, but we didn't have Wi-Fi. And, you know, I kind of said, oh, well, you know, the next week's episode, uh, Money Matters was out. And Fran's like, oh, you need to download it so we can listen to it on the way home. So I had to go around the resort and try and find Wi-Fi, which I did at the Italian restaurant, and uh, downloaded money matters and we listened to that on the way home and again it it caused us to kind of sit and talk about you know how we're giving you know how much we're giving and and all that we do give to charity but we thought you know maybe we could give a little more Fran works very closely with uh with the united way through through her work but uh you know again just uh the two of you talking together just uh with us sitting in the car driving along listening to you uh just you know it's amazing, and you know Amy, please continue to be on the show. Uh, it's it's so much fun. You and Rick have such a great back and forth, a great rapport. That uh, you know, it just not to say the show was not good before, but it just makes it a, a million times more fun to have the two of you chatting together. So you know, I just wanted to say that I could say so much more, but thank you very much. You guys do a great job, and uh, keep it up, and we will keep on listening. Thanks, Joe. You're awesome. Um, that was very nice of you. And uh, you just don't see Amy and I when we're not getting along. That's what it is. <laughs> Which, you know, happens once in a while. Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> People think that we always get along really well, but that's not always true. I always think God has a, a great sense of humor when he puts two opposite people together. And then then we have to work out how to live that way. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for your kind comments. That's so cool that uh, you and Fran are listening to the program together, and that's uh, we couldn't ask for something cooler than that. That's awesome. And and I just wanted to say, too, thank you for your continued support and encouragement. You've been uh, a real um, encouragement to us, so thank you. Yeah, that was very sweet. Yeah, very cool. All right, well, it's time once again for Words of Wisdom right here on Take Him With You. Okay, this week we are continuing the story of Joseph, and we're going to start at the end of chapter 39 of Genesis and go into 40. So Amy's going to read it from in 39, and then I'm going to start in 40. Genesis 39, verse 19 through 23. When his master heard his wife's story, telling him, These are the things that your slave did to me, he was furious. Joseph's master took him and threw him into the jail, where the king's prisoners were locked up. But there in jail, God was still with Joseph. He reached out in kindness to him. He put him on good terms with the head jailer. 
the head jailer put Joseph in charge of all the prisoners. He ended up managing the whole operation. The head jailer gave Joseph free reign, never even checked on him, because God was with him. Whatever he did, God made sure it worked out for the best. As time went on, it happened that the cupbearer and the baker of the king of Egypt crossed their master, the king of Egypt. Pharaoh was furious with his two officials, the head cupbearer and the head baker, and put them in custody under the captain of the guard. It was the same jail where Joseph was held. The captain of the guard assigned Joseph to see to their need. After they had been in custody for a while, the king's cupbearer and baker, while being held in jail, both had a dream on the same night, each dream having its own meaning. When Joseph arrived in the morning, he noticed that they were feeling low. So he asked them, the two officials of Pharaoh, who had been thrown into jail with him, what's wrong? Why the long faces? They said, we dream dreams, and there's no one to interpret them. Joseph said, don't interpretations come from God? Tell me the dreams. First, the head cupbearer told his dream to Joseph. In my dream, there was a vine in front of me with three branches on it. It budded, blossomed, and ripened into grapes. I was holding Pharaoh's cup. I took the grapes, squeezed them into the Pharaoh's cup, and gave the cup to Pharaoh. Joseph said, here's the meaning. The three branches are three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will get you out of here and put you back to your old work. You'll be giving Pharaoh his cup just as you used to do when you were his cupbearer. Only remember me when things are going well with you again. Tell Pharaoh about me and get me out of this place. I was kidnapped from the land of the Hebrews, and since I've been here, I've done nothing to deserve being put in this hole. Well, we will continue next week with more of the story. We'll find out what the baker's dream was and the interpretation of that. Uh, we are reading out of Genesis chapter 40 from the Message Bible about Joseph's life. Hi, this is Rick Moyer, and I've got a brand new CD out to watch the stars with. It's called Stargazer. Take a listen to some of the songs. Three, two, one, zero. Launch commence. Liftoff. We have liftoff with Apollo 14. Three minutes past the hour. this 13-track CD or download it at TakeHimWithYou.com slash Stargazer. Stargazer, a collection of songs to watch the stars with. Get your copy today. I sold another um, CD um, on uh, CD Baby yesterday. Oh, cool. Yeah, that was really nice. I, I have a, a listener that has gone through all of our programs within about a month. Wow. And he's really digging it. And then he's asked me, where's the best, where do you make the most money if I buy a CD? And I said, well, if you get it right off CD Baby and order the CD, that's where I make the most money. Or a download there too as well. So, well, But nice. there, it's available on iTunes and Amazon.com and several places. You just type in Stargazer Rick Moyer and you'll find my CD. That's cool. Yeah, we ordered that. We got the other hundred and we've been selling those. And Yes, we have the big box here. Yeah, very fun. 
In fact, that's one of the ways that you can support our family if you want uh, this podcast to continue on. Uh, buy one of the CDs. We don't get a huge amount of money off it, but it, it, you know, every little bit helps. Yep. We've had um, recently. We've had a few really nice uh, folks give a donation to the podcast, and we wanted to say thank you to you all. I would mention your name on it, but again, we don't mention names on here who support us. Even though you, you know most of the people that you hear from and give comments and th- different things like that, they are very faithful to help us out, and we really appreciate that. Some don't want their names read, and so we just have chosen not to read the names out loud. But we just want to say thank you to all of you that have helped support. You know, uh, all the way from we've had donations as little as five, ten dollars, all the way up to five hundred, and so we. We just want to say thank you so much for that. That's really, really helpful. You know, if everybody that listened to the podcast would give 20 or 30 bucks a month, we would have more than enough to continue just to do the podcast and uh, uh, not have to do all these side jobs to keep the bills going and everything. So, And, and I know several people, too, that are on a li- limited income that they might not be giving um, financially uh, to us, yeah. but... They are giving their prayers and their comments, yeah. and we appreciate that, Very too. much so. You know, we're not trying to get rich off of this. We're just trying to make ends meet and be able to encourage people every week. Speaking of folks who are very encouraging every month, here's my friend Jeff from Canada uh, talking about his podcast. This is Jeff from Champ Podcast. After you finish listening to this excellent podcast, I invite you to come listen to ours. My co-host Jason and myself cover open wheel auto racing, focusing on Formula One and IndyCar. Each podcast we review the races, we talk about drivers and teams, and all the news and rumors as well. So come give us a go. We can be found at www.champpodcast.com, that's with one P, or in iTunes, search Champ Podcast. Champ Podcast, the world's fastest podcast. Time once again for Food for Thought on Take Him With You. to make it to the DC talk and uh, Jesus is still all right. That's a cool song. With me. Yeah. Jesus is still all right. Oh yeah. Yeah, well. Yeah. Okay. You're not in DC talk. And I'm not a rapper. No, you're not. Well, no. Christmas time you are. I do a lot of rapping Christmas time, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, um we have been talking about prayer. Last week we did 101 or talking with God 101, myth busting prayer. And uh, we sure like some feedback on that. We only heard from, you know, it's funny. Sometimes we hear, we get a ton of emails and people telling us all about how, what they've liked or what they didn't like. And uh, on this one, I just got an email, uh, just one so far from somebody that said they really liked it. And so, Brett, thank you for your for your uh, nice email saying that you uh, liked the show on prayer. Well, we're still, we're going to continue on with it today because there seems to be some confusion out there. In uh, in the world as to what the Lord's prayer is and what it means, 
And uh, if you didn't, if you were raised in in church, like maybe you went to the Catholic Church, or or maybe you just went on Easter or just on Christmas or something like, you probably chances are you probably have heard this thing called the Lord's Prayer, even though it's not really called the Lord's Prayer. It's what Jesus told his disciples to pray like. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to be talking about that today because I think a lot of people don't really know it or they may have rehearsed it, but maybe they've never thought about it more than just some words that have been memorized. I, I think one of my friends called it Our Father. The, the Our Father the Prayer. The Our Father yeah. Prayer. Yeah. Or, you know, can, you know, because they have Hail Mary prayers and then they are the rosary and then they have um, Our Father prayers. Right. Well, yeah. we, we asked a bunch of people uh, on Twitter and on Facebook what uh, do you think of the Lord's Prayer? Or or have you ever heard of the Lord's Prayer? How did I word it? What did I say? You said, have you ever prayed the Lord's Prayer before? What do you think about it? And we got many responses. So we thought we'd read those and then go into a, just a, a brief discussion on what we believe the Lord's Prayer means and how we've uh, prayed it over the years and kind of some background to it and the scriptures that come before and after the prayer because I think those it's important to put anything that you read in the Bible in context. That's why there's so many wackos out there that use the Bible to do really mean stuff because they don't they don't read the before and after or they don't they don't want anybody to know what it says before and after and they just take some some scripture or something that Jesus said and turn it twist it around and then it gets all goofy. The, the context. Yeah, they take the it context. out of context yeah. is what happens. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to put this in context because Jesus was talking to his disciples and we'll talk a little bit about that later. But let's for the time being, let's uh let me go to my Twitter account real quick. Okay. In fact, you can always uh Sign up and follow me. I'll follow you if you follow me. How do they get a hold of me, Amy? Do you know? You know, um, I am really bad at Twitter because I haven't checked my Twitter in months. Like a year. Or maybe a year. Yeah. I, You know, since I've been working full time, I've kind of up, gave up Twittering. Yeah. Well, at least on Twitter. <laughs> I sometimes Twitter around <laughs> the house. But yeah. 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 So you have to tell them how to get a hold of you on Twitter. Okay. At Moyer777. That's my Twitter name is Moyer777. Just like my email. So. Okay. People can get a hold of me there. Yeah. <coughs> or follow me and I'll follow them. So anyway, on Twitter, I asked the same question. Here's what I got. Um, let's see. Oh, okay. All right. This one is from Trek Trekker Forever. And they say, the Our Father it's the perfect prayer, and yes, I grew up Catholic, but now I know what it really means. Hmm. That was one of the responses. Another one was, used to have to say it every morning at school, and th- um, and through scouts, actually really liked it, and could possibly recite it if I required it. That, that's one nice thing about scripture. It's it's kind of like you put it in, and, and then it just kind of pops right back out. You memorize it. Well, yeah, I think it depends on what type of... There's so many different translations now. I think the... Like the, uh, we should do a show just on that sometime. Why are there so many different types of Bibles? It's the same story, the yeah. same stuff. Why are there so many different ways of expressing it? That would be a, a cool program and kind of talk about where they came from and who did them and stuff like that. That'd be very interesting, I think. Don't you? Yeah. But the, like the like the King James version, like the probably the oldest version that we um, that we have circulating in the United States mm-hmm. of America. It's poetic in its writing, and so it's easy to memorize things that are in, what do they call it, iambic pentameter? Pentameter. Iambic pentameter? 
I'm not sure. I'm probably venturing out into weird land here because I don't really know. So I better not talk about it. But anyway, suffice it to say, it's a little easier to memorize things that are yeah. archaic sounding. I, I memorized, like Shakespeare and stuff. I memorized this prayer in King James. And it was fun when I would pray with my Catholic friends because I was raised Protestant. And then I pray this prayer with like Catholics, mm-hmm. Catholics or Lutherans that they memorized a couple words different, but they meant yeah. the same thing. They said trespasses when I said debts and debtors. Yeah. But it means the same thing. Yeah, well, we'll get... a couple we'll, different words. We'll get there in a moment. But anyway, that's just... It's really interesting. Yeah. Um, let's see. Somebody else. I think there was somebody else that answered that, but I'm not seeing it right now. Uh, I thought there was. Hmm. Okay. Well, we'll go to my Facebook page now. We have quite a okay. few quite a few people on Facebook that answered the do, question if they'd heard of it before. Why don't you... Yeah, while you, you get there? I'll get there and you okay. read the first um, one. Mary said... The Lord's Prayer is Holy Scripture. The followers of Christ asked how they should pray. The Lord's Prayer was his answer. His is Jesus. Okay, if it was good enough for them, it should be good enough for me. I have been part of studies based on this passage, both as a student and teacher. Through this passage, we learn of who God is, what he desires um, from, desires from and for us. And I see there's a Seymour, so I'm reaching to click on it. And what it is, um, and what it is to come. There is a lot of truth packed into this short teaching. I believe it is not to not a mantra to be repeated mindlessly over and over, but a life lesson to be taken, work and work through in our lives. And I would have to say that I think that's very, very true. And and We'll again. We'll share our opinion opinion in a moment of what mm-hmm. we believe the, the the Lord's prayer is and why why Jesus said to pray this certain way. Um, but yeah, great. Thank you, Mary, for that comment. Wendell says yes. Frequently, as Christ set the example, we should follow the example given to us. Mm-hmm. And Rodney says, "Oh yeah, Ronnie and I have started praying this every morning." How cool is that? Uh, Stephanie says the words. Direct us completely. Enough said. I struggle with the forgiveness part, mostly with forgiving myself. Joe said, when I was younger, I um, did in church and at school. Since then, I've taken to a more conversational tone. Reciting a memorized prayer doesn't quite seem as genuine to me. That's just my opinion, however. And, you know, I think I think that's kind of what we talked about in the last episode is that really God is looking for people that pray from their heart. Mm-hmm. Now, I do know that some recited prayers, some written down prayers really mm-hmm. are quite wonderful. And, and you can actually read those. And, and, you know, not everybody's great at putting into words what they are trying to say. Mm-hmm. And sometimes a written prayer is really a neat thing. But also there runs a danger of just using written down prayers and not praying them from your heart. Mm-hmm. So there's a real balance to it all. But I, I agree it, with... It's probably the heart thing, you know, because you can pray a prayer. Like if you're reading Psalms, you go, oh, wow, that's a cool prayer that David prayed. And right. then you can pray that. But it, it comes from your heart. Um, it Yeah. But yeah. It, but you could just be reading it and not praying it. So, yeah, it just... But I like the, the I, I really like that idea, Joe, of prayer being more conversational. And I think mm-hmm. we'll, we'll explain as we go... Um, how that all works. I think it's your turn. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Lindsay says, 
Uh, did it a whole lot when I was younger, but I agree with the above. It doesn't seem so genuine when it's not the exact words pouring from your heart. And then she says, P.S., miss you, PR. <laughs> I used to, my affectionate term, I guess, from the kids that we uh, youth pastored was PR for Pastor Rick. So yeah. sometimes I'll see that show up on my stuff, PR. Since I'm not pastoring right now, I'm I'm just Rick. So that's okay. But anyway, thank you. I miss you too, Lindsay. Except for to the kids. We're still pa- you're still Pastor Rick a lot. Yeah. Anyway, okay. so Harry says, I used to when I was younger. Personally, I think it's more than... Um, it's nothing more than a load of crap. Hmm, okay. And uh, Harry has commented before on different things. And, and obviously, um, I, I just, first of all, I want to say thank you, Harry, for, for giving your comment. I really appreciate the fact that you feel comfortable enough with, you get so many people that will answer in a certain like Christian way or a believer's way. And then you get somebody who's not a believer that puts it down and, and you, you wonder sometimes if they don't feel a little intimidated by all the other comments, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think that's cool. You know, it, it, I mean, I don't agree with you, but I but I think it's cool that you feel safe enough to express your opinion. And I understand, you know, uh, a lot of times we'll go through things as a as a child or as a younger person, an experience in church or something like that. And sometimes we can get burned by it. Mm-hmm. Or turned off or you're forced to pray a certain way. And well, sure. You just like. Ooh, I don't want to do that anymore because I was forced to. I I had a grandmother that was forced to go to church when she was in the old country. And when she came to America, she says, I ain't going to have anybody force me to do anything. Yeah. You know, because she was made to. And and sometimes you can feel that way. Well, and everybody's entitled to their opinion. I mean, Mm -hmm. I would never say that scripture is a load of crap. But uh, that's only because I've had an, an experience with God that changed my heart on that. Now, I used to think that way. I didn't think scripture was, I didn't, whatever, you know, what the Bible said, who cares? But when I came into that relationship with Christ, I think things changed, and I started listening a little bit more to what the Bible had to say. And really, honestly, there are some sections in the Bible that have really helped me in my life. And so that's why I don't discount it. I really, I value many parts of it. But not everyone's there, and we love them just the same. Absolutely. So. So thank you, Harry, for your comment. Yeah. So Lisa says... I do sometimes in church, but I think it is supposed to be a model of how to pray. Jesus even said that we are not supposed to repeat the same phrases over and over before um, giving us the Lord's Prayer. So doesn't reciting it contradict what he just said? I don't think that there is anything wrong with saying it. I just think it's better to pray from our heart. Wow, that's really good. That's what we're going to really talk about today. Yeah, and I, I think that's really good. Preston says, I first started my church adventure by attending Tumwater United Methodist Church. Every morning before Sunday school and service, we would say it. It became my own personal mantra to just utter it whenever I felt fear. It calmed me down and gave me strength. I don't use it as much anymore. Instead, I just quote Psalm 23, 4. But the Lord's Prayer played a huge part when I first started my walk. That was nice. Thank you, Preston. Well, and I think there's certain things when you first become a believer, there's certain things that really um, remind you of God's sovereignty or his His plan for your life, and those things become near and dear to your heart as you grow older in God. Well, and I, I think a lot of times why um, different churches will encourage um, kids to memorize different prayers or passages in Scripture is for the reason that Preston mentioned is sometimes you get in a, a stressful situation and then that prayer, that scripture will come up and it's very comforting and it, 
it can just kind of be a, a solid rock for somebody. Yeah. So Diane says, I have said it when it, I attended church, and um, that used to be... No, no, no. I, I kind of <laughs> got Try over. Start over. lost. Okay. I have said it when attending churches that use it as part of the service, but find that memorizing a prayer and saying it over and over again takes the sincerity out of it. Yes, I agree that it is supposed to teach us how to pray, but just um, having a teacher... But just teach like us, having a teacher. But just like having a teacher teach us how to do math, we do not use the same numbers in the equation every time we use the formula. That's a good analogy. Mm-hmm. We should take the teaching and use our own words. By putting them in our own words into the formula, we gain meaning and depth to our communication with our God. He wants to see what is inside of our own hearts. That was really profound. I like that analogy, comparing I the Lord's too. Prayer to a math formula where you have kind of this outline or formula and then you put your own numbers in. And Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's really good. Well, I think, too, I really like the whole thing about the sincerity sometimes comes out of it when you recite it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like working at a fast food place in the drive through window. You know, welcome to McDonald's. May I take your order, please? That mm-hmm. just comes right off the lips of the person that's been doing it. Pretty soon it's like, are they really welcoming you to McDonald's? Or is it just <laughs> something they have to say? Sometimes you can't even understand. Welcome to McDonald's. Because they say it so fast. Wow, you're loud today. I'm going to have to turn you down. Jeez. Oh, about it's because root- I got excited about No, it's because you have a new mic talk. stand. I do. It is so nice. I'm not like bent over the stool trying to talk into this mic because it's yeah. too low. This you got is a boom really mic. Nice. We got you a boom mic. Yay. So anyway. Okay. Yeah. Sincerity, you know, when you recite things over and over, it can get it get, can get kind of crazy. What got crazy? It can get kind of crazy when you oh. just recite things and it's just, it's there's no life to it anymore. I thought you were saying I got kind of crazy when I was quoting the McDonald's person. You did. I did. Yeah. I used to do that years ago. Not McDonald's, but another re- Lighthouse drive-in. Yes, and I had Welcome to, to the Lighthouse drive-in. Can I take your order, please? Yes. Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good, Good Burger. Burger. <laughs> Can I take your order, please? Have you ever watched Good Burger? Don't. Don't. <laughs> stupid movie. It, it, it's stupid. Funny, 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 but stupid movie, yeah. Good Burger. Yeah, it was kind of silly. We don't recommend it at all, so go out and <laughs> rent it. I, you know, for for a teenager movie, it's pretty clean. I think it was a Nickelodeon movie, but, you know, I, it's an odd movie, though. So let's go on. <laughs> what was the guy's name? Ed? 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. can't believe we're doing this while we're talking about the Lord's Prayer. Oh, yeah. Well, okay, so okay. anyway, let's... Um, Let's go ahead and, and look at the scripture and what it has to say. Now, when we refer to scripture, we're talking about the Bible. And in the Bible, it has several different things uh, on on many, many topics. I really encourage you to get a Bible and read it for yourself. You can download it for free. You can get it online. You can get it for your iPod. You can listen to things. You can. It's just fabulous. The Bible is really, really cool. So I really mm-hmm. encourage you to get a copy of it and start reading it. I recommend you start in the book of Matthew or John in the New Testament. Um, if you start in Genesis, it's pretty good for a little bit, but then it gets really different. And if you don't have, you know. It gets into a bunch of Old Testament rules and regulations, oh, and you can kind of get bogged down. So, yeah, so Genesis we, is a good read, but then 
But then get into um, Exodus and Leviticus and Numbers. It, it gets kind of, yeah, you know, uh, it, it, it's good. But I, the New Testament's a good place to start if you're Especially wanting to get when, to yeah, know Jesus. Exactly. Well, yeah. anyway, in Matthew, which is the first book in the New Testament, um, we see this very interesting dissertation on prayer done by Jesus himself. The and man. The man. So what I'd like to do is uh, we're going to start in the New International Version um, because it's just it's a little more of a study Bible. And since we're talking about the Lord's Prayer and kind of studying it a little bit of what he said, we'll read it in this first. But then at the end of the program, we're going to read it from the Message Bible because I think it really brings it out in more of a conversational tone. Okay. And we're not going to spend it. This program is going to be a real huge long one, but I thought it would be really interesting to start at the very beginning of Matthew chapter 6. And so here's what it has to say. Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he says, Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men to be seen by them. If you do, you'll have no reward from your Father in heaven. Now, you've got to understand, the crowd that he's working with, the only, the only re- examples that they've seen of people that have a relationship with God or, or claim to have a relationship with God or, or like the leaders of the religious movement, like the Pharisees and the Sadducees and everything, these folks would stand up, and they would stand up out on the street corners and they would pray, oh God, in thine infinite mercy. And they go on and do all their pious stuff. And this is what people bring, thought prayer was. Bring in their, you know, make a big show of giving offerings. And, and wear fancy yeah. clothes. And I mean, it's really a lot like the some of the faith preachers we see today. I mean, you, they stand up there and they give these big, huge, long, amazing supposed prayers. And people worship them like rock stars. And they wear the fancy suits and have the television program. It's very similar because they're doing that, you know, and the Bible is very way. clear. Here's what it says. It says, so when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by men. I tell you the truth. They've received their reward in full. So here's Jesus saying, OK, now when you give to people, don't just um, don't stand up and announce it to everybody because you lose the reward that God is going to give. Mm hmm. And not that you do it because you get a reward, but you see what Jesus is trying to get there. It's mm-hmm. not about us. It's about him. <clears throat> so, but when you get, do give to the need, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So there's balance here. And I think a couple of weeks ago we quoted that scripture when we were talking about giving. giving. You know, yeah. it's, it's good to pray and set aside an amount um, that your family wants believes is what they should give mm-hmm. but then don't make a big deal out of it mm-hmm. just do it and and you know other people will be blessed and i mean don't and you if you're going to blessed. church and you're and you're giving a percentage of your income to church you don't lift up your check and wave it around and say look how much i gave you know that's not how that works mm-hmm. i mean you can talk about being generous but really it's nobody's business except you and god of yeah. how much you give and that's between you and him and it shouldn't be screamed out in front of everyone and it's interesting where it talks about giving to the needy. It's not just giving to a church or or, or whatever. It exactly, can be. it can be a, a lot of different places mm-hmm. that you give. And I mean, I think it's important that you support the you know, like if you're going to a church on a regular basis, you need to support the folks that are working there and working hard to bring you different programs and different things like that. But you also need to be open to uh, being a giver all over. But we had a whole program we on that, pr- so we're not we're not going to go. We're in prayer this week. Yeah. <laughs> so here Jesus is still talking about giving, and then he says, and when you pray. So now if Jesus says this, you probably should listen. 
Do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues. And the synagogues was basically like the, the temples and the churches. And on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Now this is pretty amazing stuff. You, you have to remember now that that at this point in time, any religion that is out there is doing these rehearsed, recited type of prayers and there's some really amazing things going on, and Jesus is really being a rebel here mm-hmm. when he speaks because he's saying, "Don't be like all your religious leaders who stand on the corner and say, "Ah, blah, blah, you know, and do their prayers and everything," because they are going to get their own reward in full right there because they were recognizing how eloquent they were when they prayed. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, "You know, don't be like them. In fact, opposite of them." Go behind closed doors, pray in secret, and God will reward you in secret. So it, it's. I think, again, there is a balance that Jesus is trying to say. Don't do it all for show. That's not what communication with God is all about. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's good. Okay. And then the other thing I thought was very interesting, and a few people brought this up on Facebook and on Twitter, is that um, Jesus says right before he shows them how to pray, he actually says, don't be like the... The uh, pagans and pagans, of course, were people that didn't didn't worship um, Jehovah God. I guess as as Jesus would have would have put it, um, they were people of other religions and 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 not just other religions, but people that that just did like uh, I don't know, like ancestor worship and different things like that. Those Nature were considered worship. pagans, yeah. yeah. And he said, don't don't pray like them because they think they're going to be heard because of all their rituals and the many words that they put out when they're chanting and doing all these different things. He says, don't be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. So there again, it speaks to that whole relationship. And you know, um, I said way back on podcast number one of Taking With You, I'd never rank on other religions. But in this case, you, you see that Jesus is trying to, this is what sets a relationship with God apart from other religions. Because mm-hmm. at this point, it's a relationship, It's a it's a... I don't know. It's a. It's more organic, I guess. You know, it, there's it's, a. It's it's family. It's a heavenly. Right. You know, like we're like talking fa- about yeah. our heavenly Father, and we're talking about you know your Father loves you. And we're not and trying. We're not trying to get our God to love us. He already does love us. Yeah, He promises to supply all of our needs according to His riches in heaven. <coughs> And so when we say, you know, hey, dad, I'm kind of in need of this. He already knows we need it. It's just as an earthly father, you like your children to come to you and they have a need. And, 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 and unfortunately, go, in the world today, we have a lot of dads that aren't like that for their kids. And so sometimes we can perceive our heavenly father like our earthly father. And that's not always the case. I mean, some of us have really cool dads and they would give us the shirt off their back, you know, and others don't. And so you got to be really careful when you start using that example. But mm-hmm. let's just say this. God cares about us and he loves us. But I think Jesus was trying to be, trying to say to people, he's, he's, he's getting ready. And unfortunately, we as a church and as believers took it and did the exact opposite of what Jesus said to do. 
Mm-hmm. He said, don't, don't, uh, don't do it recited. Don't do it like babbling pagans. Don't, uh, you know, don't do all this be- uh, with your many words thinking you're going to be heard because God already knows what you need. He just wants a relationship with you. And so then he goes on to pray what we famously have called now the Lord's Prayer. He gives an example of how you should pray. It doesn't say what you should pray. Or, mm-hmm. or in the way you should pray. He says, this then is how you should pray. And here is what it says in the Bible. It says, uh, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one, for if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men for their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. And another version, it says, For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here that is the Lord's Prayer. Now, before we go into the big explanation, let me read it in the Message Bible because I think this is fascinating. Here's how it says it in the Message Bible. With God loving that, or with a God like this loving you, you can pray very simple, simply like this: Our Father in heaven, reveal who you are, set the world right, do what's best as above, so below. Keep us alive with three square meals, keep us forgiven, and with you, or forgiven with you and forgiving others. Keep us safe from ourselves and the devil. You're in charge. You can do anything you want. You're a blaze in beauty. Yes, yes, yes. That's the Message Bible, and and how uh, this gentleman, uh, uh, Presbyterian minister, actually uh, paraphrased, uh, paraphrased it. it, and so that's how he said it. Eugene Peterson is his name, so that's how he put it in the in the Message Bible. So let's actually talk about it because I think um, I think Jesus was was giving an outline here. He wasn't saying that we needed to recite this prayer. I think there's more depth to it than that. And so, Amy, you. You've uh, used this this way of praying the Lord's Prayer uh, most of your life, and so mm-hmm. uh, why don't you give us a little bit of insight, and I can throw in my comments. We've okay. We're, again, we're not going to make this real long, but we thought this would be really interesting to folks. Well, on verse nine, um, it says, "Our Father in heaven," and I'm going to just stop at those few words because one thing that you can start out your prayer with is, first of all, how come He's your Father in heaven? And we get to have that relationship or that privilege to call him our father or our daddy because of what Jesus did for us. So a nice way to start praying is, God, I just thank you that you are my heavenly father because Jesus died for me so I could have a relationship with you. So basically the beginning then would be more of uh, instead of just starting out by asking for things, maybe we could start off by Thanking, thanking him, him for, for our lives for and for the fact is. that he loves us and cares about us. For his grace and his love. And that's, then, and that's always a good thing. I mean, even yeah. as an earthly father, I like it when my kids thank me for um, helping them out. I get pretty upset when, even though many times this has happened, we'll do something for the kids and they just, you know, most of the time they'll thank us. But a lot of times they don't. And We have pretty thankful kids. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, when you're praying to God, the coolest thing in the whole wide world is to start out by being thankful. Even if you're going through a rough time, at least you're still sucking air. Yeah. Thank thank him for giving you breath and for giving you life. Yeah. Mm. And then and the next part is? It says, hallowed be your name. And, you know, I knew 
from years and years ago, we went through a study on the names of God. And I think at that time, I What do you knew, mean by that? Okay. Well, in I the, mean, what's God's name? <laughs> Mr. God? Hi, Mr. God. Well, I'm Rick Moyer. I'd like in, to meet you. In the Old Testament and Hebrew, he God was... Is Christ Jesus' last name? No, it means anointed one. Okay, so okay. it's not Mr. Jesus Christ? No, but... All right. Anyway, <laughs> throughout the Bible, in the Hebrew and in the Greek, I just got done... That's in, the language it was written in, in, right? This last fall, yeah. This last fall, I went to a women's retreat, and um, they had a little session on the names of God. And So he I has more than out, one name? I found out in the Greek and the Hebrew, there are over a hundred names for God. And before we get all weirded out about this... Um, He's not schizophrenic, <laughs> is he? No, it just each name kind of represents an aspect of God's character or okay. his, his... Like one is Jehovah Shalom. Which means God is our peace. And then there's Jehovah Rohi, which is God is our healer. Okay, well, there's anyway. Jehovah Jireh, God our provider. Anyway, right. they're just different. In the Hebrew, they they were a way to express the character express of God. Express the character or how great God is in an area area of your life. Like you would say, Jehovah Jireh, thank you for being my provider, God. And you don't have to say it in Hebrew. Right. But you could just say, God, thank you for providing for me. Okay, well, you what are, does that have to do with hallowed be your name? Hallowed. Hallowed is another word for holy or um, great, awesome. Set so, aside. Set aside. So you could say, God, I just thank you that you are awesome as my provider. I thank you, Lord, that you are awesome as my healer. I thank you, God, that you provide for me peace and security. You are my rock. I go to you for safety. So basically, you're 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 praying, and you're you first of all you thank God, and then you t- you talk a little bit about why you like His character. Yeah, what you like about Him, what what He is to you, just like as I if I were to come, and that might change as you get more yeah. more close to Him, right? Yeah, but you know, if I were to come to my husband and I would say. Thank you for for providing. Thank you for being a provider for our home. Thank you. And then you. I say, let's go out for dinner. <laughs> er, <laughs> yeah, sure. Or you would say, or I would say, thank you for being a, a strength to me. Thank you for holding me up when I feel weak. Right. You know. So just like you would talk to a, a spouse or a loved one, thanking them for who they are to you. Um. Then the next line, the next says, one is your kingdom, your kingdom come, come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And to me, this is the part of the prayer that I like to think of as that big word intercession. So that's a big word, but all it means is praying for other people I see. or other things. So I'd say, God, I just pray for your kingdom. You're like and kingdom your way. means kingdom means the realm in which a king operates, yeah, so or has jurisdiction over. So you're praying for a little bit of heaven to be on to earth, to be on earth in someone's life, that they can have the blessings of God, that they can know God, they can feel His peace, His provision. And this is what I do when, on Mondays for people when I put out the prayer request thing on Sunday nights, and people write in. This is exactly the part. I start by thanking God. I then. Uh, you know, I, I talk a little bit about his character and why I love him and everything. And then I take these requests that I get in from people and I pray that a little bit of, of heaven come down to earth and, and saturate these folks and help them and, 
and that God's will be done in their life because mm-hmm. he knows best what for our lives. And um, <coughs> I, I remember me. reading a book years ago about an Episcopalian minister. It was a fictional book, but he would always talk about the prayer that never goes wrong. This is a prayer that will never fail. It's a prayer that'll never end. No. And it goes on and on, my friend. Somebody started praying it and not knowing what they... What it was. But that, it that's was. the wrong thing. Oh, that's, that's lamb chop. Yeah. That's lamb chop. Yeah. Sorry. But this is a I prayer... I used to have little kids. Yes. They, they were little at one time. They yeah. are no longer little. Okay. go ahead. But Sorry. this is a prayer that will never fail because you're praying for God's kingdom to come and God's will be done. On earth here. And and this is where you can put in different people's names that you Mm -hmm. are praying for. Right. Like I pray, God, for your kingdom to come and your will be done in my son Nathan's life or my daughter Catherine's life. Well, and people like that are going through a rough time with sickness and disease. There's if you are praying for for a little bit of heaven to be on earth that means in heaven there's no crying there's no sickness mm-hmm. there's no death there's, there's no, no, death, no destruction there's no, there's no arguments no and fights or war and and that's where we yeah, yeah. okay so that's so good okay that's, so the, and then the next that's thing the part to pray for people and then you pray for yourself so you you've exalted god or you've lifted god up and thanked him you've prayed for other people now it's our time to pray for our own needs. Right. And then that's so, the give us today our daily bread. Yeah. And that's that doesn't mean just what you eat. That means help me pay my bills, Lord, and give me influence yeah. in my job and, and, and favor. And, provision and favor for the day. And some people think that's day. really some people think it's really selfish to pray for ourselves, but I don't think so because Jesus said to pray this way. Yeah. So if 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 it was really selfish, why would Jesus say, Pray this way? And so there's there's there is a certain well, place where you need to ask God. You know what it does is it really makes makes you rely on God for taking care of you. Well, and even that part can be a little bit bit praying for others because it says our daily bread. So it could be not for just your for you, family, but for your family, your friends, your, your community. Right. Exactly. You know, like yeah. God, I pray that you will bring prosperity to our area. That's fourteen percent unemployment. Right. God, you know, right. just please help our area that it. You know, we get more jobs and right. But, and I think it's interesting, too, though, how it says daily, because the Bible says not to take on the cares of tomorrow. And I know that's really tempted to people prone to worry. I've been guilty of that before. Or big time goal setters who want this big project to be done and they pray that way. That I don't think that's wrong. No, but, but, but there's something about being sane every day. Yeah, something about like, don't take on tomorrow's cares. OK, find out, God, what do I need to do today? Yeah. And ask him to help you with that today and provide. And the next one is a biggie because it is probably the hardest part about the prayer. I've, I had someone else on Facebook say this. It says, forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. Now, what does it say? How do the Catholics say it? Our trespasses, I think. And trespasses means like sins and... and well, when you trespass onto someone's property, you're going where you're not supposed to go. So forgive us for our mistakes. Our mistakes are going where we're not supposed to go. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think the word sin comes from archery, where we miss the mark. Right. Uh, well, we yeah. We miss the target. Right. And so, you know, our... We have a, a target, a way that Jesus has taught us to live, to love one another. And we don't always do and that. We, we blow it sometimes. Yeah. So <clears throat> it says, forgive us when we blow it, when we miss the mark, when mm-hmm. we don't love the way you've taught us to love. And then he puts in a, a thing that he assumes that 
we have also forgiven our debtors. Yeah. Those that have sinned against us. Yeah. And that's a lot harder to do than just reciting a little prayer. Yeah. And matter of fact, there's another scripture that says, if you know someone has something against you when you go to church or go to synagogue, you're supposed to get up and make it right with them before you continue on. Which is not always possible. It's not, but you can make it right in your heart yeah. and you can choose to forgive yeah. when someone's hurt you. Well, the whole thing is, you know, there's lots of parables about this and it'd be interesting to read some of these stories. But there are some times when um, people can, they can say, well, forgive me, Lord, for all the things I've done. And then they treat other people with total disrespect and, and lame and then think that they're going to be okay. Yeah. And God doesn't like that. He says, you know, I mean, that's why Jesus put it in this prayer. He's saying, forgive, forgive me, Lord. But then just as you forgiven the people that have sinned against you. And that's like I say, it's not easy, but but it's something that we need to look at. Has there been anybody in our life that we are holding a grudge against? That doesn't mean you let them off the hook. It means you put them on God's hook. Yeah. You know, you just people that are on our hook weigh us down. But if you can just simply say, you know, Lord, I, I don't know. I I don't like this person very much, <clears throat> but I'm just going to let them into your hands. You take care of them. You deal with them. I just I just let them off of me. I'm not going to hold that grudge anymore. And we'll probably talk more about this area when we get into the story of Joseph in yeah. a few weeks because yeah. um he had a great lesson about forgiveness to teach. Yeah. And it's totally, I mean, some of the things we've been through in our life, I'm still working in that area of trying to forgive some folks for hurting me. And that's that's very difficult, not just me, but my family. And so that's something you got to work through, but it's in the Lord's yeah. Prayer. Interesting. I think, I think it's a daily process, you know, because sometimes you will forgive someone and then something comes up that will remind you of the hurt they caused. Sure. And you have to forgive again. Yeah. You know, it's it's not... Sometimes after a time it goes away as long as you are dealing with God with it. Yeah. But that's I think interesting that again this is a great outline for prayer because every one of us have people in our lives that have hurt us. Mm-hmm. Could have been our family, could be the our coworker, could be or uh, a business or right, you know. Exactly. And so not just a person, but it can be an event that you every day or, we need to do this. Or yourself. Okay, and then the next part it says mm-hmm. and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Mm-hmm. And I and I thought that was really interesting. Um, I think a lot of times we can be distracted, and we can be led into things. I don't think that God is the one that leads us. I'm not. I I can't remember how um, when I looked into the actual verbiage that this was written in, and I can't remember. I should have done a little research before we did this, um, but I know that there there's something to, to do with. Basically, keep us safe and deliver us from the devil's plan for our life. Well, and, and there's um, Paul talks about God. Paul who? Paul is one of the dudes that wrote the most of the New Testament. The, the God, Apostle the Paul. Apostle Paul. Because right. um, I didn't. He, I know a lot of guys named Paul. He was a missionary, kind of basically. And, and I don't think I would trust some of the folks named Paul, but that's okay. Okay. But this Paul, I got it. He's okay. the one that wrote part of the but, New Testament. But he said that God delivers, delivered him from all of his fears. And it also says that perfect love casts out all fear. And I think when you apply Paul, that, Paul said that. I don't think so. That's in the love. Psalms. Well, the, the part about. Oh, perfect love. He did. He did write that. Yes. Well, and he said that God delivered him from all of his fears. Paul said That's that. That's also in Psalm. Um, he might have been quoting Psalms. I, I have a so, feeling he was. Um, anyway, if you put that in context of deliver us from the evil one, 
and you realize that perfect love casts out all fear and God is love. Are you are you following my rabbit trail? I don't know. That God is love. Perfect love casts out all fear. So if you're hanging out with God, <coughs> then you're going to be staying away from that evil. You're going to be staying away from fear. You, you catching that? I anyway, guess. Sure. So anyway, hang out with God. So the next thing um, is we kind of covered again about forgiveness for well, if now, you forgive doesn't, men. Not in the Catholic Church, don't they go on to say... For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory yeah, forever. I believe King James does too. Is it King James? I'm lo- trying to look it up right now. Um, Let me look. I think real quick. New American Standard also. King has James. That. Okay, let's see what it has to say in King James. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. No. No. Do you look under New American Standard? I sure can. Just a minute. Let me look, because I know that some people memorize it a different I, way. I memorized it. With for thine is the kingdom and the glory and the power forever, which again you go back to the first part where you are praising and thanking God. You're saying, God, you are awesome, and you know, just like oh, there it is, there it get, is, just like they give glory to football the, players. Yeah, you're in the New American Standard, it says, and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. It looks like that part. I, I, again, I'd have to do a little research and find out, but I think that wasn't in the some of the original texts. It depends which original text you look at. <laughs> right. But anyway, that, but there's nothing yeah. wrong with saying for for God your kingdom you're and just, powers and the glory is forever. That's not a bad thing. You're just going back up to the first part of the prayer right. again and ending it with praise and adoration which is mainly loving on God and Well, and I think this is interesting you. again right after the prayer then Jesus says, "But if you don't and for if you forgive others of their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you don't, then your Father will not forgive your transgressions. So there's an interesting thing within the Lord's Prayer. I think it, it really, really centers in on forgiveness. And if we hold things so tight and we don't give grace to people, then how can we expect to have grace in our own lives? Mm-hmm. Pretty tough to do. Grace and mercy are pretty wonderful things, and yeah. and they're not to be taken for granted. Yeah. And to, that what we receive from God and that what we have the privilege to give other people in, mm. in God's name. Yeah. And really interesting, if you follow through after the prayer, he says a lot of, Jesus says a lot of things about, again, not just putting on appearances, but doing things from the heart. Mm-hmm. And it's it's fabulous. We don't have time to go into all of them today. Uh, in fact, it would be really interesting to go into them at, at some other time. But uh, suffice it to say, let's go back for a moment, review what we learned about the Lord's Prayer. Um, this could be a model of prayer to folks. If you want to pray this way, it really is effective. And people would say, well, I don't have anything to pray about. I mean, I'm fine. I'm doing good. Well, maybe your friends aren't. You know, maybe there's, you know, all of us could use more prayer. And I guarantee you that you can go from a one-minute prayer, like because maybe you didn't know about this, to a 10 or 15-minute prayer really easily. Easily. I mean, I've got lots of people that I can pray for, so... <clears throat> it could get really long if I wanted yeah, it to. Yeah, the Lord's Prayer could easily be an hour-long prayer if you Easy. if you pray for everyone you know and what everything you need and and just think you could spend an hour just going through who God is and or and remembering all the cool things God has done for you. Yeah. Maybe you don't even realize it until now. You're listening, going, "Man, He's giving me my life. He's giving me my job. He's helped me with my family." Blah 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 blah. There's you know there's a lot of things you could mm-hmm. really so. 
let's go back and review real quick. The very first thing um, that Jesus was basically saying to us is don't recite it, but pray it from your heart. Um, mm-hmm. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. And so, we're again, that's the first part is thanking God mm-hmm. and knowing that he's an authority in our lives and he loves us and he cares about us. And He, his name is so rich and in-depth. He provides everything for us. There's so much about him. And if we just thank him and tell him how much we love him, that's the first part. Mm-hmm. Then the second part is your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is where we, this is where we can pray for our friends and our family and the people around us. Yeah, that they have a little bit of heaven in their life, and a little that, less yeah. sickness and sadness, and right, and, and that God would just work on their behalf and help them. Mm-hmm. And then the oh, the third thing we would do is we would pray for our own needs, a list yeah. of things that we need. Lord, we have a bill that needs to be paid. Now, remember, don't get all selfish and weird, and you know, ask God for a million dollars unless He's called you to do something for a million dollars. Again, His kingdom come, right? And his will be done. You know, pray for His will to be done in your life. It's not selfish to ask yeah. for God to bless your family and keep you healthy and and uh, help pay your bills. That's not a selfish thing. That's a good thing. No, God doesn't want us to be in debt and. And then the biggest thing I think was when we pray that way is to just help us, Lord, to own things and things not own us. Mm-hmm. God, you own us. Not to love money. Right. Yeah. And then the next part, the fourth part, is to forgive, um, forgive us for the things that we've missed the mark on, and then Lord, help us to forgive others um, that have hurt us. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Then the fifth thing is uh, spiritual warfare, as they put it, yeah. as far as. You know, Lord, help us not to be tempted in different areas. Not keep to us go where we shouldn't go. Yeah, don't go where we shouldn't go, and keep us safe from the plan of the devil for our lives. And and then just thank Him for all the things that He's done. That is a basic outline of how we can pray. And Jesus said to pray that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, if Jesus said it, you can't get much better advice than that. That's absolutely right. Yeah. And remember, you know, if you go to a church or if you don't go to church and you just learned early on as a kid to recite this prayer. Um, remember there's, there's, there's something about the heart of the issue. Don't just recite it. If you go to a church that recites it every Sunday or, or wherever you go to church, uh, or wherever you go, um, there's nothing wrong with reciting it, but just put a little heart into it. And, and I'm glad that I learned it as a child. Cause sometimes in the middle of the night when I can't sleep, I've been known to go through the prayer and start quoting it and then I'll stop. And then I'll and I'll put my own words into it, and then I'll yeah. pray a little bit more, and and then I'll stop, and then I'll put my own heart into it. So you know, it's it's not bad to memorize scripture at all. You know, it's just put your own heart into it as as you're remembering it. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. Well, there you go. That's our our synopsis and our review of the Lord's Prayer, the JC Pray Way. Uh, I just have fun. He pray away. Well, is Jesus Christ how he prays? That he told us how to pray. So there you go. What do you think? You don't like it. <laughs> you probably like better JCDC. Jesus Christ direct current. Sure, sure. Okay. Whatever. I'm not sure. Anyway, that's the way that Jesus told us to pray. And so if Jesus said it, it's good enough for us. Yeah. Very cool. So let's pray. All right. Father, we thank you for all that you've done in our hearts and our lives. And we're just so grateful for your Bible that is so real and so true and has so much for us. Lord, help us to have more of a heart to pray and help us to pray like like Jesus told us to pray. Help us to be able to um, think about things more than just reciting a prayer, but really pray for the needs of our friends, for our needs, 
Uh, help us, Lord, to be people that forgive and acknowledge who you are because you are amazing. And we just thank you so much for helping us to be effective in how we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Cool. All right. Well, next week is Easter. It is. What are we doing for Easter, by the way? Well, I had this really cool thing all planned out, but I don't have enough time to get it all done. So that'll be next. That will be next year. I thought that maybe we could do a quick little introduction and play the entire um, drama that I did last year called uh, Beaten to a Pulp. I think that would be fun because last year you did it in little parts. I did it in two parts. And so it would be kind of neat to just, Mm -hmm. they could download it all at once. Yeah, so I think I'm going to put the entire thing together as a download and you can enjoy the the drama that we did last year starring uh, some of our friends uh, of the podcast. And I think you'll really enjoy it. It's kind of a uh, science fiction-y story, but very Easter-ish. Science fiction with a faith twist. A twist of faith. A twist of faith. a twist of faith with that, sir. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) So I think that's what we're going to do for next week, and uh, I think everybody will enjoy that. And, uh, of course, you know, if you've already heard it, it's always a good refresher during Easter time to uh, listen to it and play it for your family and friends. It's intense, Mm -hmm. but it's a really cool story. It would be a fun story if you're traveling to visit family or something. It's about an hour long. A little over that. It's about an hour and 15 minutes or so. So depending how far away your family is that you're going to have Easter dinner with, you can listen to it in the car. Yeah. So I think that's what we're going to do for next week. Beaten to a Pulp Parts 1 and 2 will be put together into the entire drama and released on the podcast for you. Yay. Okay. Well, that's it then. And we'll see you next time on Take Him With You. Take Him With You is a Moyer Multimedia LLC production. Copyright 2010. All rights. time. My brother, how art thou? I enjoy listening to your show very much, and Amy has become an integral part of the show, so keep up the good work, my friends. And I'm also pleased to hear that you enjoy listening to my little podcast, Appy Times, which is a short weekly review about cheap or free applications for the iPod Touch, the iPhone, or as us geeks like to call it, the iThingy. So come along and spend a few minutes with me waxing lyrical about these fantastic little applications. I can be found at appytimes.podbean.com or simply look for me in iTunes. Rick, my friend, keep up the good work. And happy times, brother. Hi, Russell. Are you like mommy? Are you doing a podcast? A podcast. Podcast. Good boy. That is pretty much the cutest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Podcast. Anomaly. Something that deviates from what is standard, normal, or expected. An oddity. Peculiarity. Irregularity. Inconsistency. Incongruity. A rarity. Anomaly. 
I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And we're the socially functional co-hosts of Anomaly. The podcast with a unique perspective, a female perspective on all things geek. Star Trek. Star Wars. Lord of the Rings. Buffy. Firefly. Gaming. Books. Costuming. And general geek topics. The sometimes monthly, but always entertaining, Anomaly Podcast. Anomalypodcast.com. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-Fi Entertainment News and Commentary. I am Locutus of Borg. Star Trek Episode Analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. Hello, my name is Meds. And I'm Kelly. And we are the presenters of Waffle On Podcast. Now, once you've finished listening to the brilliant Taking With You podcast... What in the wide world of sports is that? It's a podcast that's spiritual, but not religious, and all about Rick's geeky life. What? Does he like geeky TV? Indeed he does. What? Like TV we like from 1960 to 1999? Indeed, and that's why he listens to us. That's what we're about. We do British TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. So come and find us. You can find us at Podbean, just type in Waffle On Podcast. Podcast or iTunes. We'd be honoured if you'd join us. Thank you.